Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. When you love meat, you find a way to take it with you everywhere you go, especially when it comes to getting outdoors. That's why Smithfield has so many high-quality, delicious meats that are perfect for any outdoor adventure. Whether the park you're headed to is a national park or just the one down the street, like Smithfield marinated roasted garlic and cracked black pepper fresh pork tenderloin, expertly seasoned for on-the-go flavor, or prime fresh smoked ham that'll have you building on-the-go sandwiches packed with flavor. Smithfield Extra Meaty Back Ribs bring hand-selected perfection to the backyard, and Smithfield Anytime Favorites will help you take the ham you savor to the places you love. From diced ham that'll turn any picnic into an outdoor feast, to hickory smoked boneless ham steaks that are the perfect cap to any hike. The great outdoors just got greater with Smithfield. For the love of meat. everybody welcome to another episode of the nomad strength show ross hillier here your host and we got a solo show today today we are going to do a little bit of a practical how-to type episode um because it is warmer weather we're in you know we're in summer in summer mode now and so this is a question that i get you know I get it all throughout the year, but now that more people are into uh, getting cold because it's hot outside, uh, I get this question about setting up ice baths and the different ice bath protocols a lot more frequently in uh, warmer months. So what we're going to do in this episode is break down how my preferred methods of ice bath and how to set one up. If you've got one, a couple of different options from uh, from a budget standpoint and then... Um, break it down how I set it up and how often to use it and whatnot. Now, we've already done some kind of cold exposure episodes in the past uh, talking about the protocols of how to get into the ice and how to breathe and do that kind of stuff once you're in the water or in the ice. So we're not going to cover that in this episode. Today, we're just going to talk about the actual setup, the build, all the kind of stuff, the different options that you have. uh, and, And so you have no more excuses as to why you cannot do some cold exposure stuff because as in another episode that we covered, we talk about the benefits of cold exposure for health and uh, fat loss and immune system and mental toughness. And there are so many, I would just encourage you to search that episode out if you haven't heard it. And uh, we actually talk about it with a couple of guests. So you guys know that's a big thing that I love doing. And so I just wanted to provide some more context and get you guys started now that it's warm out and you more people are likely to do this than when it's the middle of winter. So before we get into that, a couple of things. Make sure you guys go get some Wild Rivers coffee. Uh, I'm drinking some right now. I'm drinking the Colombian, and it is delicious, just like all of the ones that they make are. And uh, if you use the code NOMAD when you check out, 
you'll save 15% on some coffee and it's such good coffee and 2% of your purchase will go towards a wildlife conservation organization depending on which bag you buy the animal on the bag will correlate to which organization you go to the ducks one will go to ducks unlimited uh the elk will go to rocky mountain elk rocky mountain elk foundation and uh there's a few more so go check them out wildriverscoffeeco.com use the code nomad and save some change and uh and then finally before we get going if you guys haven't uh checked out the new patreon for the show yet i would encourage you to go check it out and uh get some of the exclusive content that we're pumping out over there we're doing a whole new podcast episode each week that's just for the patrons called unplugged it's uh, a little bit more personal stuff it's a little bit more uh things that don't necessarily fit in the tune of this show um and then we also do commentaries and extra info on the interviews from that week. Uh, and so it, just to give you some extra extra content, we also have a Discord channel. There's all kinds of stuff we're doing in there. Merch. There, I mean, just go check it out. So head to patreon.com slash nomad strength show. And, uh, and if you want to support the show with your dollars, I, you know, I, I'm extremely grateful for that. And as a thank you, you'll get some awesome exclusive content. So let's get into this ice bath stuff. Now I'm going to do this on a uh, budget standpoint here, uh, going from the least expensive to the most expensive option. And uh, in the last couple of years, there's actually been some companies that have sprouted up that provide uh, tanks or you know barrels or that kind of stuff. And so um, they tend to float more towards the more expensive options. And uh, I'll, I'll mention a couple of them that I'm aware of. I have not tested some of those, a, a lot of those out, so I can't speak to them personally, but I know a lot of people that have uh, a couple of these things, so I will just mention them. Uh, and let's start with the, the least expensive slash free option. Uh, option number one, if you're going to get into cold exposure, I would go find a cold river. And uh, this time of year, the you know the water temperatures in flowing water are rising a little bit, but in June, especially here in the Northwest, they're still pretty cold. I would imagine they're likely still in the high 40s, low 50s, and uh, that's pretty cold. And I'm always a fan of getting in natural water um, as a preference if I have the ability to, because of all of the healing forces with the in being in contact with the earth and grounding and all of the vitamins and minerals and all of the things that are still a part of the natural water flow that we lose when things start taking right angles through pipes and uh, picking up all the junk that's in all of the systems that lead from wherever the water comes from to your tap and uh, I'm always a fan of if you can get the more the, the natural flowing water on you that's going to be the preferred option. So that's free option number one. The second one isn't really free because you still technically pay for it, but everybody, or I should say pretty much everybody has uh, a shower or a bathtub in their house that you can crank to cold and utilize that for. So in one of the previous episodes, I actually outline the 30-day cold shower challenge because that's the easiest for most people to start with this protocol on. And, uh, that's going to help you because you there's you everybody has one in their house. You you can get in the shower, crank it to cold, work on your breathing techniques, and then there we go. So there's our two cheap slash free options. Uh, the next one that a lot of people have is the like rubber made or big rubber horse trough type tank or tub, 
and uh, you can get these from Tractor Supply. The local place around here is called DNB. You can get them from DNB or any like big hard big box hardware store that probably has them, um, a, or even Amazon. You can. I know a couple people that have ordered some from Amazon because, of course, Amazon has everything. Um, but you can get a hundred gallon one, uh, relatively inexpensive. And, uh, the issue that I have with those, they're great. First of all, if that's the option that you want to go with, um, especially if it fits within your budget, that's great. Uh, but you have to continually buy ice, obviously. And, um, that can get expensive, especially if you are doing it multiple times a week. And that begins to add up. And uh, while they're really good at, they're really good and they're really easy at keeping clean. They're, you can, you know, because you're going to empty out that water, fill it back up, however, however often. Um, the the cost of ma- the cost of continuing to use it over time actually make it fairly expensive if you're going to do it regularly. And so, um, I, you know, it still works. It's great. You can still buy ice. And, you know, uh, I'm trying to think we have the place across the street from me is 20 pound bags of ice for like two or three bucks. So it probably is more expensive than that. Now I would imagine just because everything is more expensive now, obviously. And, uh, so if you're looking at, you know, I recommend starting with somewhere in the realm of like 80 to a hundred pounds of ice, especially if, if you're in a hundred gallon tub, um, a hundred pounds of ice is a usually like kind of the baseline to start with. So you're looking at, you know, maybe five, six bags a couple times a week, you know, that kind of stuff can begin to add up. So that's a, that is still a great option. And if it still fits in your budget and you don't mind paying for ice every time you want to use it, then by all means do it. Um, you can also use, you know, any kind of tank slash apparatus. I've seen guys like pressure wash the inside of a dumpster, like the the trash cans that the garbage can come pick up in the alley, pressure wash the inside of those and use that thing. I mean, it technically works. So you're, you're really only bound by your creativity with some of these things, but the like the Rubbermaid structural livestock tank, like those kind of things are a really popular option just because they you can sit or lay in them if they're big enough. So, um, you know, a 100-gallon one, is about 185 bucks. I've got it open on Amazon right now. So not not inexpensive, but pretty affordable if you're going to use it a ton. So we're, I mean, it's it's worth what you're going to get out of it. So that's the option. That's kind of like the middle of the road option. the The way that I prefer to do it, and I actually have to get a new one now because my other one finally petered out after you know it's been 25 years of this thing existing, and I've had it for three. Uh, is the chest freezer. And uh, this can be the more one of the more expensive options uh, up front, especially if you're going to buy new because a, a, a big enough one to fit a grown person, uh, especially if you're a larger, you know, I have some guys that are like 6'3", six, 6'4", six, and they're big dudes. And so, you know, a 14 cubic foot freezer is not going to work. Mine was 17 and a half cubic feet. And it was fine for me and a, and some and some guys a couple a couple of guys a little bit bigger than me, but you just got to go try these things out. And it's weird if you go to Home Depot and you start sitting in freezers instead of like people look at you weird. But you know, hey, it's your money; you can buy and do it with what you want. So if you're gonna go with the freezer route, 
first, make sure it's going to be big enough for you. That's going to be a, a larger upfront cost, obviously. But the nice thing about the chest freezer is that you don't have to buy ice ever. And uh, the way that I would set up my chest freezer is, you know, I would, first of all, put it on a bit of a platform. I like to have it on a bit of a platform, um, a, a, maybe a couple pallets or something like that. And uh, I would take some waterproof sealant and inside the freezer, I would line every edge, every connecting piece, every seam with that waterproof sealant. You know, most of them are, especially if they're new, they're going to be waterproof. But just to add that extra layer of protection, you don't want any leak, especially in a one that's that's plugged in for some time during the day. You don't want water leaking in through that under the electrical pieces uh, underneath or behind or wherever it is. So make sure you seal every seam uh, with waterproof sealant let it dry for a day or two. And then there's plenty of ways that you can do this. Uh, my preferred way was I had a, um, it would be like a Christmas light timer or, you know, some people could even use it for a sprinkler timer, I guess, um, if it's an electric setup, but, uh, it's a, it's a photo timer, meaning it is, based it's sunlight based right so when the when it gets dark and the sunlight's not hitting this timer anymore that's when it kicks on and you can dial it manually to how long you want something to run for and so uh when i fill the tank initially i'm going to plug it in and just leave the 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 chest freezer running for as long as it takes to get the water to temperature that i'm going for so in the freezer, I usually like to have it in the high 30s, like that 37 to 39 degree range. And uh, it usually would take in a 17 cubic foot trailer, usually about a day and a half, two days to get to that temperature. Maybe longer if you're trying to do this in the middle of summer and it gets to like 100 degrees in the afternoon and, you know, depending on where the freezer is, right? Um, but once it gets to temperature, you can set this to where it will only run for, say, two to four hours every night and that's usually enough to keep it at that temperature because you can't just leave it plugged in all the time obviously otherwise after a couple more days you're going to have a two-ton block of ice and your freezer will explode so you can't leave it plugged in all the time when you go to uh, set it it's going to take a little bit of experimenting to figure out where that sweet spot is if it's two hours each night if it's four hours each night you'll have to figure out how long it needs to be on for it to keep that temperature uh, daily. And um, I'll make this disclaimer now, when you're going to get in the freezer, unplug the freezer. Do not get into a water-filled electrical box um, while it's still plugged in, okay? Unplug the freezer before you get in and do your, your rounds or whatever it is for that day. There's also a couple of things that I do with the chest freezer. I add about 10 or so pounds of Epsom salt. Uh, you can do some essential oils just to make it a little more pleasurable while you're in there uh, because it gets obviously pretty uncomfortable at, at 35 degrees. And so anything to make it a little bit easier. You can also get things. Uh, I, I have some friends that have done like aquarium filters and loop them on the inside to help stay clean. I've done, uh, if you get food grade hydrogen peroxide, which is about 30% rather than the medical one, which is like 3%, I think, or something like that. Um, about a cup of that in mine was enough to help disinfect and prevent a lot of algae buildup or other bacteria buildup in there. But you could get something like an aquarium tank uh, filter and throw that sucker in there and help keep it clean. Um, if you're going to do that, you obviously have to change the water out less frequently. But if you don't and you notice there's some stuff starting to build up, then most freezers will have 
like a drain at the bottom that you can just drain it out or you could buy some sort of pump or whatever. But, you know, all of these things you got to take into account, but you're going to not pay for ice weekly and you can have this thing running you know, year round. And if it's in a garage, you have an ice tank year round that you don't have to pay ice for. And you just have to clean out every few weeks or, you know, every month or so if it's uh, got a filter in it. So that's my preferred method. Um, just because of the ease of access to it. If you go new with all this stuff, obviously you're going to have some more upfront costs, but that's my preferred method. And then there's also some of these companies that I mentioned, um, that have come out with products for this purpose. And some of them, one of them, the ice barrel, which uh, is all over Instagram right now. A lot of people are using the ice barrel. Uh, it kind of would float closer to price range around a, a new chest freezer. That's a big one. Um, somewhere between 700 to 1,000, I think, is somewhere in that realm of like a new chest freezer. That's 17 cubic feet plus. Uh, and I think the ice barrel is 900 something. Um, I can, you know, I can pull that up and give you guys some more information on that, but, uh, that's an option too. It's, it is just another apparatus to use and they do a good job of keeping those things pretty insulated. So the water stays colder longer. Um, and it's smaller, it's easier to, to clean in and out that kind of thing. Um, if you're going to go ice barrel, you could also just get like a 55 gallon, like food grade water barrel and probably use that. You know what I mean? So there's always a, uh, a more expensive or a more affordable option for any of these things. And then the other one that I uh, have seen a lot of times is one that I believe Rogan has one and uh, a couple of other like Instagram influencer people have, have them. Uh, and I'm trying to think of the name and I'll, and I'll think of it here in a second, even though I, I can't, the name is escaping me. Wow. That's a bummer. Um, but anyways, they are huge and they look like ceramic bathtubs, right? And, uh, they have like motors in them that you can set to put the water at whatever temperature you want. There's a filter built into it. Like it, it self cleans it. I mean the whole, they're absolutely insane. And those are several thousand dollars. So if you want to go that route, then Obviously, like if you're willing to spend that kind of money on an ice tank, then you might as well just get that one because you'll never have to worry about any of it again. And uh, there are those options out there. So um, that's pretty much it for all of the setup. My preferred methods, the ones that I've used the most often, like I said, the chest freezer is is my preferred method. So hopefully this was helpful. Um, if you have any questions about setting it up or what kind of things to look for, uh, feel free to reach out and message me. Um, we'll have these kind of discussions in uh, in the Discord as well if you're a patron. And uh, we can ask all these kind of Q&As and this kind of stuff in there. So, again, check out the Patreon if you want to be a part of those uh, that, that community and, and get some exclusive content and all that other stuff. So, hopefully this was helpful. If you have any questions, reach out. And I'll see you guys next week. Mm-hmm.